in the footsteps of Jesus from down under. This is Nick Krita, your host. I'm very happy to be with you again, and I'm very privileged to welcome back my guest for the second part of her story. This is Rita Pinzone. Rita, thank you so much for uh, coming back and uh, continue your story. We learned last week from Rita how she was um, brought up in a Catholic family. She's uh, from Italian origin and uh, how she came across some people who introduced her to Jesus. Even though she went to church with her mother from Sunday to Sunday, she could not find her peace in that uh, relationship with God. And God is showing her how to come closer to Him. But when she decided to walk with Jesus, she had a lot of resistance from her family, from her loved ones. And she was kind of ambushed. And we learned last week uh, from Rita that her family, her boyfriend and his family tried to convince her that she's going on the wrong way. But Rita, you decided to follow Jesus and you've been uh, assured by God through a text which you shared with us last week and through your youngest brother who came to you and uh, uh, assured you that, Rita, keep going on. You are on the right track. Now, Rita, can you take us back and uh, share with us what happened at the table? So I'm sitting around the table and I was feeling pressure from the Catholic elder, from my my mum, my dad, my brother, my boyfriend's sister, uh, her husband, they're all trying to convince me that what I'm doing is wrong and to, yeah, just to stop what I'm doing. And as I mentioned before, my boyfriend's sister said to me, Rita, if you intend to marry my brother and become a Seventh-day Adventist, there is no way my family will accept you. So I knew that there was no way I was going to be able to continue this relationship. Plus in my heart, I kind of knew that, you know, I knew I was going north, he was going south and, and it wasn't going to work and he was never interested in, in anything spiritual. He was on a different journey. And so the next day I tried to break up with him and obviously, you know, he didn't want that to happen and he uh, came straight to my workplace and, and anyway, just to cut a long story short, he basically just said to me how can you love that bible more than me and um yeah as i was saying it took a long time for him to to accept it but eventually we broke we broke up and um, very soon after even in my workplace um i was having i was being attacked by the office manager who was giving me a hard time as well for my new religious beliefs even though she was protestant and i was so young in the faith I didn't understand um, and I thought that she would be understanding and she would be on my side but she kind of turned on me as well I think she was Lutheran and yeah she gave me a bit of a hard time so I ended up resigning so I think I had been unemployed for a couple of weeks or something and then one particular Sunday my dad said to me one Sunday morning Rita are you going to church with your mother this morning? And I said, no, Dad, I've told you I'm no longer a Catholic. I'm no longer going to church on Sunday. And he said, when I come home, he was going to do a little job, and he said, when I come home from work, 
if I find out that you did not go to church with your mother this morning, there will be trouble. So I continued doing what I would normally do. I, I Because I decided to become a Sabbath keeper, I stopped doing my housework on Sabbath and I started doing it on Sunday. So I got all the housework done and then he came home from work and said, did you go to church with your mother this morning? And I said, no, Dad. And he said, right, that's it. I don't want a Protestant living in my house. So I thought, wow, that's amazing. And I, well, it was very stressful, but um, I decided that this turmoil, it was causing turmoil and stress and conflict within the home. And my parents were unhappy with me. And I couldn't worship God and follow God the way that I wanted to, the way that I was starting to feel convicted from my study of the Bible. So I decided that I need to leave home. I was 23 at this time and I just packed my car with all of my belongings. Um, I was working at this, I had been working for several years now and so I just put everything in my car that belonged to me because I knew that if I took anything that my dad had paid for, like bedding or towels or pillows or anything that my mum had purchased with my dad's money, that um, he would probably say, that's not yours, I paid for that, leave that here, you know. So I just took everything that I'd paid for, put it all in my car, was basically all of my clothing and stereo system and a few other things. And then I said goodbye to my parents, but they never answered, you know, they didn't say anything back to me. So I drove away and I stopped off at the Commonwealth Employment Service, like the Centrelink now, and I didn't, I was planning to move in with a friend, someone I knew needed someone to move in with. And so I just stopped off at the Commonwealth Employment Service because I thought, you know, I've really got to get a job now. I had savings, but I need to start working. I've moved out. So I walked in to give them my change of address and they asked me to, to wait because they were busy and so while I was waiting I walked up to there used to be a board with the jobs pinned on the board and I'd only been there a couple of days before and there was nothing there but all of a sudden there was this job that um, all the qualifications that was being asked for I had just come away from that particular position in my old position the same telephone system the same computer everything and so I just and plus I really wanted to work in community health and it was a community health organisation and uh, so I quickly wrote down the job number and I, when it was my turn to go to be called up I also I advised of my new address but I also asked for information about this job. So they called me in and uh, they organised an interview for that particular day and of course I had nothing. I was moving into this house but I didn't have anything and so I called a friend of mine, the Seventh-day Adventist man that helped, that gave me Bible studies and I asked if he could help me. I said, I've just moved out of home. My dad has threatened me and said that if, you know, he didn't want a Protestant living in his house anymore. And so he was able to help me and we met up and he brought his trailer and we, and, and I just went and bought a bed and a, you know, a mattress and sheets and a wardrobe, everything that I didn't have. And normally I'm a, a bit of a, I like to shop around and I like to look around. But everything I saw was, I really liked and everything was on sale. And so it was just like quick, 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 quick buy. And because I needed to be back home to have a shower and 
go to this job interview. So we just bought everything I needed, just all, you know, the first half of the day. So then I raced over to the interview and it was, I, I just, I wasn't nervous in any way. I just really felt that I was going to get this job. And uh, so the interview went really well and I went home and within no time I had a phone call saying, when can you start? So the very day I left home, God gave me a job. It was, it was amazing. Not mm. only the job, he, he, everything was on sale. Everything I liked was on sale, you know, when I went shopping and, and it was just amazing. It just happened all so very quickly. Rejected by your uh, earthly father and family, but uh, embraced by your heavenly father and uh, yeah. into the heavenly family. Absolutely. I couldn't believe. I just felt doubly blessed. You know, it was just like an, an immense blessing from God, knowing that what I went through with my family and stepping out to, um, to stand up for Jesus and his truth. That's great, Rita. And uh, you moved out. So what happened? Okay. Two weeks later, I bumped into my mum's friend in a supermarket and she knew what had happened in the family. And she said, have you talked to your mum? Have you seen your mum? And I said, no. I said, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know if she'll accept me back. I don't know what to do. And she said, I said, I was thinking of going there for Mother's Day because Mother's Day was approaching. And she said, go and visit her, go and visit her. So I bought some flowers and I just, the front door was open. I just walked inside and mum was at the stove and her back was towards me. And so I just walked into the kitchen and I had the flowers in my hands and I just said, hi, mum. And she turned around and I said, happy Mother's Day. And she embraced me and we hugged mm. and yeah, it was, it was a beautiful moment. But unfortunately, my dad, he refused to talk to me. It took him about three months to talk to me. He didn't forbid me to come into the house, but if he knew I was there, he would just lock himself in the laundry or go outside. He just didn't want to see me. But after a while, uh, you know, he came too. But it was quite amazing because once I left, my dad started having his own spiritual conversion experience and he started going back to church and then he became this religious man he became like a converted catholic mm -hmm. and uh, so then he and my mum were going to church and once he went back to church and started reading his bible and studying his bible for himself not only you know drew my mum and dad their relationship became stronger and I would go and visit my dad and I'd see all these Bible verses and everything on the in his office and I'm thinking, wow, he's really getting into the Word. But at the same time, my dad was getting very, very involved with the Catholic Charismatic Movement and so he definitely went down that track with all the um, professed miracles that were happening in the Catholic Church so he just really went down that track. And, um, and then one day, my brother said to me, I don't know why you had to leave the Catholic Church. What's wrong with the Catholic Church? And so I said... Opportunity if, to share. Yeah. yeah, well, actually, I just said to him, well, if you want to know why I left the Catholic Church, you need to read this book. So I gave him the great controversy that I had read. And then he brought it back to me and he said, that was a powerful book. Now I know why you left the Catholic Church. 
And then he started his, went on his spiritual journey because he was attending a, a Believer Pentecostal church at the time, having Bible studies there. Mm-hmm. And I think he even showed the minister the National Sunday Law Book after I had given t- that to him afterwards. And I think the minister says something like, it was a load of rubbish. And so Danny said, what? How can you say that? And then Danny joined the Adventist church. And then my younger brother, David, he said to me one day, Rita, what do you think about speaking in tongues? Because I have a friend at university who's a Pentecostal and I went to his church and I saw people speaking in tongues. So I shared with him what I believe the Bible teaches about speaking in tongues and that there's true tongues and there's false and that Satan has a counterfeit for every truth God has. Then one day I was the greeter at my new church and so... I've completely forgotten to tell you that I got baptised mm-hmm. on my 24th birthday. Sorry, I've skipped a bit. Yeah, so this happened after my baptism. And uh, so I was the greeter at my church one Sabbath morning. And in walks my brother David. I nearly fell over. I said, what are you doing here? He said, well, I've been to the Pentecostal Church and the Jehovah's Witness Church and the Christadelphians and the Mormons it's time to come to the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So I was thrilled and we had, at that time, we had a South African pastor and he, I don't know, he must have, he mentioned the cricket at some point of when he was speaking, um, I think before his sermon. And my brother David was a huge cricket fan and, you know, right there, there was the first box ticked in my brother's eyes. But um, it was after that, David went up and spoke with the pastor and they hit it off really well and they had Bible studies together and then my brother David became an Adventist. Wow. Yeah, so it was beautiful. At first it was just me alone, you know, just um, going to church, coming back, being on my own and then all of a sudden God blessed me with mm-hmm. my two brothers joining as well. So there was three Catholics and three Adventists in my mm-hmm. family. Rita, this reminds me uh, exactly of the story when um, God did telling his people, you know, test me mm. and see how good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Is good, mm. you know. Yeah. And uh, almost, you know, like the Israelites, you know, they put their feet in the Red Sea and everything happened after that, you know. Yeah, but before they absolutely. were scared, afraid, uh, and in your case, mm. a young uh, believer, you know, to say mm. so. And, but with power to share your conviction. Mm. with your family and many other people around. And the results, as you just mentioned, you you didn't have to wait long to see those things from mm. your family. One miracle after another. Yeah. Mm. Look, that's that's really wonderful. Probably it's just the right time to take a short break mm-hmm. now sure. and to play a song. Now you chose for today, God of the Impossible. Absolutely. We are going to play this song by uh, Rudy uh, Michele. And we'll come back to hear more from Rita. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. This is in the footsteps of Jesus from down under. Impossible 
is the great I am, eternal El who through the waters of the Red Sea, one day brought his children home, who from stones and rocks pure water made come forth. My God is the God of the impossible. The one who frees the shackled soul from sin. The God of Abraham and Isaac restores the soul of the wounded and he heals the broken hearted with his love. His power healed the blind. Powerful song, Rita, and mm. uh, fits so well with your story. Mm-hmm. You experienced almost like the whole world turned against you, mm-hmm. your family, your friends, loved ones. You find yourself uh, in a position, in a situation to leave home and to stick with your beliefs, with your faith. And God is showing His power now to you. Mm-hmm. And as you just mentioned before the break, not that you've been accepted back in your family, but uh, your brothers came to know Jesus Mm -hmm. and gave their life Mm -hmm. to Jesus because of your stand, because of your strong conviction. Mm -hmm. And as a young girl, you know, this is not an easy thing to do, Mm. but God, but God really blessed you Mm. to be able to 
uh, to see all these things happening in mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. Now you are uh, a happy young uh, believer, Christian, finding Jesus. What happens mm-hmm. next? Can I just backtrack, Nick? I forgot to mention with my dad when he's he's you know I was I'd become a born again Christian and became a Seventh Day Adventist. My dad became like a born again Christian and became a Catholic, and it, it was so strange. Like I said, he really got into the Word and um, and he got really friendly with the Catholic priests and the nuns and because he had a big heart, he would do anything for anyone, and um, he was helping them a lot. But they would they would tease him. He would come to church with his Bible, and they would tease him and call him a Protestant. It was really funny. and um, Because he the, carried the Bible. Yeah, and because most Catholics don't go to church with their Bible, but Protestants do, typically. And I also forgot to mention that when I actually read The Great Controversy, because I was I was quite happy to just kind of be like a closet Sabbath keeper and and not really step out and become a Seventh-day Adventist. And, but it was once I read The Great Controversy that I just learned so much about the history of the Christian church and the prophecy, the past, present and future of Bible prophecy. And so once I read that book, I had a burning desire in my heart to join God's last day movement and uh, be be part of this movement, and I wanted to make a stand, you know, to be to follow Jesus and keep His commandments and um, do God's will for my life. And I felt that I'd received the Holy Spirit and I was baptized, and I couldn't help but share my faith, and so I would try to witness to as many people as I could and I was really on fire for God and yeah and you was, still are oh I still am but mellowed down a bit probably <laughs> I don't know but you know when you first find your first love there's something really special about that period with Jesus and yeah I was just like I couldn't I couldn't help I couldn't wait I loved sharing my faith and um Rita, I'm looking at the clock and I know that the time is uh, going rapidly yeah, to the yeah. end. But I, what I want to get from you a little bit, because, you know, I got to know you and I know that you love to share mm. uh, with other people uh, through books, you know, and mm. you are doing this, uh, how is it called, literature evangelist uh, type yeah. of work. Yes. And you are every day from door to door sharing with um, people the amazing love of God. Yeah, can't uh, always do that with a lot of people, but mm. when God opens the way for opportunity for us to talk about God and Jesus and the gospel message and the fact that Jesus promised that he's coming back again and to tell people that and you Jesus is coming back. You mentioned all, one of the books or two of the books, Great Controversy and um, some others I can't remember. Now, if you like to recommend a book our listeners, which book you will just pull out like that from your uh, bag and recommend it to somebody who's listening uh, today to us, to your story? Well, there's probably three, my three favorite books, I'd, I'll have to say. So not in any particular order. It's hard to, to say which one is the best. But So The Great Controversy changed my life when I first read it as a young woman. But then um, Steps to Christ Steps to Christ really changed me. Just uh, I grew so much as a Christian, 
and The Desire of Ages, just absolutely beautiful book. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a privilege, it's a pleasure to be able to share these life-changing, insightful, inspiring books with the community. Rita, I know you're working um, mainly in South Australia, but not only. Uh, you go to some other places uh, when you organize some uh, uh, work with, uh, you know, with your team. Mm -hmm. Somebody wants some of these books. Would you be able to give us a contact or something to to share with our listeners? Uh, sure. Give us a phone sure, number. I'd be, or I'd be really happy to come and visit anybody who would like a visit from me, um, and I'm happy to show the books that uh, we offer the community. Some are for sale, some are for free. But so we have a range of health books and also uh, Christian books for all age groups, health and Christian books and DVDs, resources for all age groups. We'll get you back on another program just to share with us some of those books, you know, and introduce to our listeners. But our time, it's, it's gone for sure. today, and we'd like to have um, some of your contacts. And uh, uh, to our listeners, uh, I'll just say, if you like to get in touch with us, please don't uh, hesitate to contact us even through the numbers which we provide, or here's uh, some of uh, Rita's uh, contact details. Sure. So my number is 0406-563604. That's 0406 563604 and once again I'll be very happy to visit your home and, and share some of our beautiful health and Christian uh, resources with you. Rita, you shared with us a beautiful story and thank you for this opportunity we had together to come here and talk to our, to our listeners also. Thank you. And I wish you God's blessings. Thank I you. wish you that God will uh, continue to bless you as you go out to share uh, mm. the good news with other people because there mm. are so many people in this world not knowing which direction to take absolutely and uh, god wants us and it's a privilege you know it's the great commission of each one of us as jesus christ send us into the world mm -hmm. to preach everything what he has commanded us mm -hmm. because sometimes we can be trapped in our tradition and routine of um, whatever where we grew up and not paying attention for the most important thing in our life to make peace with God. Amen. Absolutely. And I hope that yeah. you'll uh, you'll be able to come back with us and share some of those stories which you encounter uh, from day to day, you know, mm. as you go along and mm. uh, see people out there. I'd love to, Nick. Thank you very much again. God bless you and uh, to our listeners. Until next time, don't forget, keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus.